If you're of me, say I'm here. Alright, so I'm going to go on now. Please, pay attention. Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 25. Sir, sit on here. Thank you. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 25. It says, let's read together. If you have something, you can read it. Anybody that has something. Let's read together. One, two, three, go. And having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your fordrance and joy in the faith. This was Paul speaking to the Philippian church. He told them that he had the confidence that he would continue with them for their joy and their progress in the faith. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? So he's continuing with them for their joy and their progress in the faith. That was what he was saying. He said, I have the confidence that I'm not going to die soon. I'm not going to leave this place, this environment soon. I'll be here to continue with you for your joy and your progress in the faith. This was what Paul said to them. And this is my assignment as your pastor. My assignment as your pastor is to continue with you for your joy and your progress in the faith. Praise the Lord. So, when you come to church, you should learn something new that will help you get closer to God, that will help you, to help you commune more intimately with God, that will help you trust God even more, that will help you understand God even better. And because of that understanding you are going to get from the church, your joy increases. Just like you, went, you go to school and you learn a new thing. For instance, in mathematics, somebody solves a problem. You, did, you are trying to solve that problem for many days and somebody just comes, takes the pen from you, say, this is how you solve it. This, 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 this. The moment you learn it and you now do it yourself and you get it, how many of you notice what happens to you? You feel very happy. True or false? That is the same thing that happens to you when you come to church and you learn and you understand God better and you know God better. When you leave church, you are happy. Your, your life is, pro, your, your life, your, you, you will know that you are making progress with your knowledge of God and you will be joyful about it. You will be excited about it. If you meet with President Donald Trump today, ex-president or Barack Obama, you meet with him today. When you go home, what will you do? You will tell everybody in your neighborhood. Amen? True or false? You will go out, but I, hey, do you know who I met today? Do you know who I met today? When you, if something happens, even when you learn something new, you're going to go around telling people. Now, why do you, why do you think, please look up to me. Nobody should look like this. Looking at me. <laughs> why do you think, guys, why do you think that the church, most of people, most people in the church do not go for evangelism. It's because they are not learning anything new. They haven't learned anything that is making them excited to go and distribute and tell people, say, oh boy, do you know what? Do you know that this, this is like this? Do you know that the Bible says that a man in Christ is a new creation? Do you know that when a man is in Christ Jesus, everything about his life has changed? Even his foundational courses does not hold him bound? You know, if you learn new things, you are going to be excited to share it. Are you aware? Like there was a woman the Bible called her the, the woman at the pool of Samaria. 
The Bible said that this woman met with Jesus and Jesus began to tell her everything about her. And Jesus began to teach her about where to worship, about the real worship. Because she began to say that, ah, that um, everybody who must worship must come to Jerusalem to worship. But Jesus was now telling her, says, the time is coming where you don't need to go to Jerusalem to worship or Judea to worship. Amen? But the Bible says that God will now be looking for those that worship him in truth and in spirit. For God is looking for those who worship him in truth and in spirit. So Jesus was telling her what true worship is about, was about. She never knew. She used to think that before you worship God, you have to be in a particular place. You have to go to a particular place to worship God, to see God's presence. But Jesus was not teaching her that you don't have to go anywhere. You, you, Jesus, you can worship God right where you are. As far as you are worshiping in truth and in spirit. The moment she learned that new thing, the Bible says that she ran out. She ran everywhere. She was telling people, see somebody who, that has told me everything about me. Come and see somebody who, that has just told me everything about my life. Some, come and see somebody that has taught me something I've never known. Praise the Lord. In this ministry, in this church, you are going to learn new things in God that will make you, every morning you wake up, you'll be excited about God. Say a loud amen. amen. Every morning you wake up, you want to talk to God. You, you will know God as a man knows his friend. Amen. Many of us are existing and living our life based on what our father told us about God, based on what our pastor has told us about God. But there is a realm you can come to, you will know God for your own self. Amen. Praise the Lord. And that is my assignment. To continue with you. I will hold your hands and take you step by step until you have come to the knowledge of God. Until you have increased. Until you experience growth in your faith. Until your faith in God increases. And then you experience joy in your life. Church people are supposed to be the most joyful people in the world. Are you hearing me? When you see a person who is going to church, who is serious with God, they are supposed to be the most joyful people in the world. Excited people in the world. Nothing, nothing will be pulling them down. You see a church person going through circumstances, situations, but he's still happy. What is going to make you happy is your progress in the faith. <laughs> can, I, can I show you something? You know Philip in the Bible? They were about to stone Philip. Amen? They took stones. Everybody took stones. And they were about to stone him to death. Philip looked up to heaven and saw Jesus, and started seeing Jesus and God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. And guess what? He said, oh, like my, my spirit will be accepted. Let my spirit be accepted in heaven. He was glorifying God. They had already carried stone to stone somebody to death, but he was still joyful. Why? He was experiencing progress in his faith. Amen. Amen. How many of you like to progress in your faith? You like to progress in your faith. You don't want to be in primary one for five years. You want to go to the next level in your knowledge of God. Is anybody like that here? Say, I'm ready for the word. Shout the Lord. Say, I'm ready for the word. Amen. So today I'm going to be teaching a very fundamental topic. I'm going to be teaching the believer and the Godhead. Write it down. The believer and the Godhead. The believer and the Godhead is so important. Is so important. Is so important. The believer and the Godhead. 
There are many people that oh thank you Jesus. Pray in spirit, pray in the spirit for a while. Just pray in the spirit. Just speak in tongues for a while. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Come on. Do it. Do it. Do it. Speak in tongues. Runde ketonde salabrandish divena. Rundo kompalate atuzakrate kipapapapo. Rundo gobodogo brudogo bosh. Rundo gobodogo brudogo bodogosh. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Something is shifting in the realm of the spirit. I'm telling you what I'm seeing right now. Yakandos Kambranin de Scalapate. Scalapate, Scalapate, Scalapate. Runta Kapanda, Shukuratanda Sikambo. Rata Kopanda Ketinga. Rute Kepandas, Luka Patangash. Rute Kefatas, Antuas Kaparatis. Grande Filate, Rwanda Kapande. Ruta Kapampala Teketunga Shaya. Aruanda Kapambarate. Ruka Pasaka Tuzaka Paratakos. Rakapakatos, Rakapakatos. Leketoko Patakapos. Rakapateka Patakapos. Rata Kapanda. In the name of Jesus, somebody shout glory. glory. Believers and the Godhead. I'm sure you know, please understand this that Satan's advantage over any child of God is what the child of God does not know. So, your biggest energy, your biggest advantage over the devil, over oppression, over demonic activity is what you have gone to know about, about God. Praise the Lord. So, today I'm going to be teaching you about the Godhead. Who is God? Ask your neighbor, neighbor. Who is God? Who is this God? We are saying God, God, God. Muslims will call him Allah. This person will call him uh, Jehovah Witness will call him Jehovah. A lot of people are saying, you know, God, God, God. Who is this God? Who is God? God is the creator of the whole universe. God is a tripartite being. Just write this. God is a tripartite being who created the whole universe. Another name to accord God is Trinity. The Trinity. God is a tripartite being that created the whole universe. <coughs> oh, let me add this. Make it, let me make it clear. God God is the tripartite being that exists in eternity and created the whole universe. He exists in eternity and created the whole universe. Or you can say God is the tripartite being that created the whole universe and exists in eternity. This is God. This is God. And so, please pay attention because this thing is going to be a very deep topic. And so, there are people who... Another name for God is Trinity. There are people who don't believe that God is both God the Father, 
God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. There are people that don't believe that the three of them are one. Are you aware? So the Bible calls another word for describing the Godhead. Amen? Is the word Trinity. 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 So God is not just one person. God is a combination of three people in one. Amen? Amen. Who are these three people? They are called God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. These are the three people that make up one person. And somebody is saying, ah, how can three persons make up one person? Very simple. Do you know you are one person? You are actually one right now. But you are made up of three different entities. Amen? Are you hearing me? You are one person. When your mother conceived you, when, 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 you, when they got pregnant for you, what your father poured into your mother was like a cement. It's called cement. It's called stamp. That sperm was poured into your mother and that sperm began to form two parts of you. That sperm began to form your physical body and that sperm began to form your 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 soul, your your your, your psychological body. That is your mind. Praise the Lord. But there was something that entered into that your mother's womb. Are you hearing me? That made you to become a living being. What gave you life is not just the semen of your father and the egg, the ovum of your mother, the ova of your mother. There was something that also came upon you. It was a spirit. Somebody say spirit. So any that is why any child that is conceived, God is aware. If God allows any... Uh, <laughs> Any sperm to fertilize an egg, he has actually released a spirit into the earth. He has released a human spirit into the earth. Because the only thing your egg and your sperm can produce is body and mind. That is when the child comes, he will look like the father, look like the mother, think like the father, think like the mother. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Behave like his environment. Think like his environment. But that is not the true person. Let me show you something. Most of you think I'm, I'm guessing. Are you there? Are you there? Hey, hey, hey. See, next Sunday, by the grace of God, when I say, are you there? Everybody will say, yes, sir. In Jesus' name. <laughs> the money will come. I will buy those things. Don't worry. So now, let's read together if you are there. One, two, three, go. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. I was the only one that read though. 
Chineke. <laughs> let's let's read. Anybody, please, if you have, let's read. Jeremiah one and verse five. It's very important. Are you there? Yes. One, two, three, go. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Can you imagine? Before the before Jeremiah's mother conceived him, God had already known him and set him as a prophet over the nations. God had already ordained him. That is, the spirit of Jeremiah was already existing before the father and mother of Jeremiah met each other. The same thing with all of you. Your spirit has already existed before, before your mother and your father even knew themselves. So any egg that fertilizes, every, every sperm that fertilizes an egg in a woman to form a pregnancy, as soon as that happens, the spirit is released. The spirit of the human being that is about to be formed is released into that, um, that body. Do you know how Jesus was conceived? Nobody touched Jesus. Spirits. The <laughs> this is too deep. No, nobody touched Mary. No, no, no man slept with Mary. It was a spirit that came upon Mary and she became pregnant. Immaculate conception. So that, that is trying to tell you that the real human being is not the flesh and the blood. Is what? The spirit of the, the human spirit. So you have your human spirit and you have a body and you have a mind. So you have, it's called soul, uh, spirit, soul, and say it again, say with me, spirit, soul, and now the same way you have spirit, soul, and this, all these things are different though. I will have a teaching on that later on. The same way you have spirit, soul, and body. That's the same way you have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Let me just show you some things from scriptures quickly. Let me show you this. First John chapter 5. And verse 7. First John chapter 5 and verse 7.
Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5. This is so I'm establishing a doctrine, so that's why it's going to take a lot of scripture reading and all that. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5. It says, Follow this. Are you hearing me? I'm trying to prove to you that Jesus being the Son of God does not cancel him out from being God Himself. Amen. It says, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. So Jesus is called <laughs> the firstborn from the dead. He's called the ruler of kings of the earth. Amen? Amen. How many of you have seen this scripture before? The book of Isaiah chapter 9 says and unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and his government shall be upon his shoulders Isaiah chapter 9 and and his name shall be what wonderful counselor now all those names we are giving to Jesus he's called the son of God he's called the, he was born as a child unto us the son is given he was called a son he was called wonderful counselor everlasting god mighty he was called all those names because of his earthly ministry amen because he came to save human he was called all those names so that people can understand him because he was in in human form he was called a son he was called emmanuel god with us he was called wonderful. He was called counselor. He was called everlasting God. He was called the Prince of Peace. He was also called from this scripture we just read, the first begotten from the dead. Amen. We can also call him the first son of God. Amen. Because it was through Jesus that and the, the first the first human being to be made one with God was Jesus. Amen. But Jesus had to come. Jesus is God, right? Right? Jesus, God came in human form. And that human form was Jesus. So that through this human form, all humans can be one with God. Do you understand that? Do you understand that? God came in human form to redeem all humanity. So when Jesus died, he was paying for the sin that every human being committed in the flesh. Praise the Lord. Let me not go ahead of myself. So Jesus, whether he's called the son, called son of God, he is still God. He's called the Son of God because of the purpose of salvation so that he will come and make you his brother. Make you a part of He's the first begotten from the dead. You are the second. The other person is the third. You understand what I'm saying? For the purpose of numbering, he is called the Son of God. But he is God himself. Do you understand? Is that clear enough? Okay. Now, take note of this. This is Jesus talking now. Telling you how the fact that he is one with God. John 14 and verse 9. John 14 and verse 9. Jesus telling you how glued he is john 14 and verse 9 jesus jesus said unto him have i been so long with you 
and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? Say, brother Philip. <laughs> he said, he that had seen me had seen who? And how sayest thou then show us the father? He was surprised. He was asking Philip, oh God, why are you saying I should show you the father? If you have seen me, <laughs> if you have seen me, you have seen the father. See the way Jesus was talking very bold. Do you know that this is exactly what God wants for you as a child of God? Jesus came in the flesh to do what is inhumanly impossible so that all humanity will see possibility in what Jesus has done. Jesus came on in the flesh and became, he started talking about the fact that he is one with the Father. If somebody has seen him, you have seen God. That's to tell you that you yourself that believes in Jesus when people see you do you get the gist when somebody looks at you let it be let it be that they have met god that is why jesus came that's why he's even called the son that's why he's called emmanuel so that because of his connection to god you can also experience a connection he connected to god like this in the flesh you that is in the flesh what is stopping you are you hearing what I'm saying? So he was bright. He was saying, "Say if you've seen the Father, you've seen. If you've seen me, you have seen the Father." Verse ten says, "Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, He doeth the works." <laughs> says, "I am the Father." Say, "I am the Father,", am the Father. and the Father is in me. <laughs> say again, say I'm in the Father. I want to show you another scripture where Jesus was bragging. John chapter 10, verse 30. John chapter 10, verse 30. John chapter 10 and verse 30. If you are there, say I'm there. I'm there. The, you know, this scripture that says, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. It's actually trying to tell you that these people are in agreement. They are in one. They are together. Now look at the second one. John chapter 10 verse 30. Are you there? One, two, three, go. Read. I and my father are are what? How many of you have, have listened to Jehovah Wicked? Wicked, Wicked uh, <laughs> apologies. Well, no apologies because they are a cult. A Christian cult. And they are, what they are preaching is heresy. They are not preaching the gospel. How many of you have listened to your preaching and they tell you that there is no son of God? Okay, what, what are one of the things they say to you? What are one of the things that they are always saying? There is no heaven? Upside down, yes. They tell you that there is no Jesus. There is nothing like Jesus. That the only God is Jehovah. You know? And all of those things. And these are this, these are, that's why I'm taking my time to teach you these things. Because 
if you understand this doctrine you will know for sure whom god is he says i and my father are one jesus jesus talking verse 31 says then the jews took up stones can you imagine <laughs> to stone him amen verse 32 says jesus answered them many good works have i showed you from my father for which of those works do ye stone me he just answered him saying for a good work we stone thee not but for blasphemy and because that thou being a man makest thyself can you imagine they, they couldn't understand this reality how can a man make himself god or become god and this was what jesus wanted to establish for us he wanted us to become gods according to psalm 81 it has even been prophesied praise the lord now how do you know a doctrine please look up to me how do you know a true doctrine if anybody's teaching anything how do you know if that person is teaching the truth the true doctrine that thing he's teaching must be confirmed from the old testament then it must be confirmed from the synoptics then it was confirmed from the episodes from the book of acts downwards that's the episodes the synoptics from is matthew eh? matthew mark luke and john that's the synoptics then the old testament amen hallelujah so if if we're talking about um, us becoming gods if if i preach to you and say do you know that god wants you to become a god or god has made you a god you are gods on earth and you are children of the most time i will have to prove it to you from the old testament and it is written in the old testament the book of psalm chapter 81 and verse 2 it says know you know that you are gods and you are children of the most high i will have to prove it to you in the synoptics matthew mark luke and john and look at in every all the records they were calling a man a god jesus accorded himself when he was a man he accorded himself as god that's a proof from the synoptics true or false i have to also go and prove it to you from the book of acts and from um, all of the other gospels from the episodes praise the lord and it's written several times there for god had made us a little lower than angels in the book of hebrews this is not my focus today i'm just trying to tell you that when i'm telling you that god the father god the son and god the holy spirit they are one it must be proven from all the scriptures all these places and that's what i'm doing i'm reading both old testament i'm reading both new testament hallelujah praise the lord so John chapter 10, they wanted to stone him. They wanted to say, ah, blasphemy, 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 blasphemy. And um, of course, Jesus answered them and said, it is, is it not written in the law? I said, ye are, look at that Bible. Hey, Jesus Christ, you guys are not catching up. <laughs> this was, it's written in the book of Psalm 81. Jesus was now quoting it to them again. How foolish are you? Can't you, can't you understand? That the plan of God was to make you to make you who you are human beings to become what? To become what? Gods. So he said, verse 34 says, 
Jesus as I, said, is this not written in, the, in your law? I said that ye are God, you are not a normal human being. Now he said, verse 35. He said, If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. This is it's deep. Hallelujah. It's as if he called them God unto whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken. The Bible says that he called them God unto whom the word of God came. Who is the word of God? Jesus. He called them God unto whom Jesus came. So, the word of God, so Jesus was not telling them, says, why do you yell blasphemer, blasphemer? And the unique one the father consecrated and sent into the world just because I said I am the son of God. <laughs> so what Shad is telling them that, see, he's already in scriptures. I am the son. God even said you are, are gods. You are a son of God. You are part of the Godhead. Praise the Lord. Many of you don't understand that the oneness between God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, there is one more person missing. It is God. God who? God, what's your name, sir? Eh? God the cosmos. What is your name? God the Jehovah. That is that is the oneness. That is what oneness is about. God wants you to be part of his Godhead. He wants you to be part of the governing body. He made us to become like him so that we can rule and reign on the earth. Amen. 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 Do you know when after after rapture takes place, guys? Do you know that after rapture takes place, when every the world is destroyed, the, God is going to come back. You know we are going to go to heaven and we're going to be with God. The Bible says that after all the Armageddon, all the war has been fought, God will come back again on the earth and He will have us rule with Him on the earth. Are you aware? It's in the Bible now. I don't have time to teach on this thing. It's in the Bible. I don't know, maybe I should teach on eternity next month. You know, I want to talk, I want to talk about heaven and hell next month. Maybe I'm praying, if God permits me, I'm going to do that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, if God is going to rule with you, Cosmos, you'll be a governor over, <laughs> you'll be a governor over a particular nation. Or a particular city, Joseph will be something. This everybody will be so, different things. Because we are gods, we are together with him. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. You are going to catch it. Somebody say, I am gods. I am a son of the most high. You see what that scripture said? It says, You are gods and you are sons of the most high. So he used the word son so that he can he can separate that that we are we are. We are connected to this Father God. Alright? We are submitted under Him. We are not at the same level with Him. Jesus is at the same level with Him. Amen? Amen. But when He's on earth, He's not at the same level with Him. He's a son on earth. The same thing, when we're on earth, we're not at the same level with Him. We are sons of Him. Praise the Lord. We are still gods, but we are sons. But when we when we ascend, <laughs> when we ascend, we will be like him. You know, I've, I've read that scripture. He said, When he appears, and we shall see him, and we shall be 
like it. Don't worry, don't worry. No time, no time. Let's let's do this, this, this thing. Okay. Um, let, let's let's just rush. Let me just conclude here. John chapter 17 and verse 21. John chapter 17 and verse 21. Runda Master Falagi. John chapter 17 and verse 21. Amen. Let me read to, let me read for you. It says that they all may be one. <laughs> Someone said they all may be one. Please, everybody, um, read with me. I can't read this alone. One, two, three, go. Let's go. And they all may be one. As thou father art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in they also may be one in that the world may believe that thou hast sent so this is this is why jesus came so that we will be one in him god the father god the son god the holy spirit he wants us to be all of us to be one in what in them so some, some of you you felt somehow when i say god the father god the son god the holy spirit and god the you <laughs> this is the scripture it says that they all may be one as thou, as thou art thou father art in me and I in thee that they also may be one in us that the world may, be, may believe that thou hast sent me next verse and the glory which thou gavest me I have given what? I've given them that ye that they may be one, even as we are. Uh, was it was it uh, two Thursdays ago? Last two weeks Thursday, I talked about the unity of faith, right? I spoke about unity of faith, and I, in that thing, I talked I talked about how powerful the church can be when they are one. True or false? True or false? True. So, God has made us one in Him. So that we can also be one amongst ourselves. This is the mystery of oneness. Praise the Lord. This is not is not is not a. Uh, um, I can't. This person is living inside this person, and this person is living inside. Him. The 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 what what the scripture is trying to say is that. They are one is one person, but they are manifested and expressing in different areas. God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. So um, the Holy Spirit is what was released upon us to initiate us into the oneness of the Godhead. Praise the Lord. It was the Holy Ghost that was initiated. Let me read something again one last thing and then we are we are done verse 20 verse 20 abayama shata thank you jesus all right let's read verse 23 because we've read 
we've read verse 21 verse 22 verse 23 okay it says i in them and thou in me that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and has loved them as thou hast loved as thou hast loved please follow me just follow these things this thing is doctrine i'm not preaching today i'm teaching so follow carefully verse 24 says father i will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where i that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me for thou lovest me before the foundation of what of the world verse 25 O righteous father the world had not known thee but i have known thee and this have known that thou hast sent me and i declare unto them thy name and will declare it that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them and i in them so there is a love that can come upon you there is a grace that can come upon you. there's a glory that can come upon you because you are one with god so i am in god god is in me so i carry god god carries me i am not normal tell your neighbor i am not normal i am connected to the godhead it is not just god the father god the son and god the holy spirit it is god the father god the son and god the holy spirit and god the me say god in me say christ in me is my hope of glory say my life shines with glory i am not the same i am one with god you believe that now what this means is that what god can do you can do what is impossible what is not possible what is possible with god is possible with you <laughs> When you are doing your business, who is doing that business? It is a God that is doing that business. So things that will make people wonder how should happen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? As you press in your oneness with God, things that should make people wonder how should happen. Say, that's my life. Say, that's my life. You are blessed. Stand to your feet. Just thank God for the word right now.